0: Blog Talk Radio. prophetic grace network today we are talking about the dead judged prophecy in the book of Revelation I am Nicole your book of Revelation research scientist the dead judged prophecy is the 11th vision John the revelator was shown by an angel of the Lord in the book of Revelation in chapter 4 He tells of how he was called up to heaven and he gives a report of exactly what he saw in that physical location known as present heaven. Then beginning with verse 1 of chapter 5, he writes down in words exactly, exactly what he saw as the angel of the Lord showed him visions that were external to himself. He went to a heavenly theater, if you will. What do I mean by that? He was shown visions, moving pictures with sound. Today, in our vernacular, we would say, oh, he went to the movies. He went to the movies, if you will, but he didn't watch any kind of movie. He watched a documentary a heavenly documentary created by an omniscient and all-knowing God, a documentary about soon-coming realities. Today we're going to talk about the soon-coming reality of the great white throne judgment. Now God has many judgments, but we aren't talking about the seven final plagues, the wrath of God. The wrath of God comes after the wrath of Satan. The wrath of Satan is the great tribulation. It's the time of great distress for who? Those who are team Jesus. The seven final plagues are the wrath of God. It's a time of great distress for who? For those who are team Satan. So we're not talking about the time of great distress for those who are team Satan during the seven final plagues. That's the seven plagues prophecy, Revelation chapters 15 and 16. Today we're talking about the great white throne judgment, and we want to look at the reality, the reality of hell. A righteous God determines the sentencing of an individual only after the individual has had his or her case heard. In the courts of man, individuals go before a judge. In the timing before a court proceeding, sometimes an individual might be allowed to stay at home or the individual might be in a temporary location before the actual court proceeding happens, and only after the individual's case is heard and a verdict is rendered, then if and only if the individual is found guilty, he or she is sentenced and goes to the location at which he or she is held for the duration of the sentence. Now, this is what men do. In the kingdoms of men, in our attempt to be fair, how much more excellent, how much more righteous is a holy God? Surely, the Lord will not allow anyone to be sentenced to eternal damnation unless and until his or her case is heard, unless and until all the evidence has been presented, unless and until the individual has had every opportunity to communicate any information That would alter the outcome. So when we're talking about the judgment of God, there are many judgments, and there's uh, a judgment day. Today, the dead judged prophecy, we're going to hear it, we're going to analyze it, we're going to dissect it. The focus is on the great white, throne judgment that's a legal proceeding when individuals experience death either the individual as a disembodied spirit is relocated to present heaven or relocated to a prison of Darkness The prison of darkness Is in Hades It's Hades That's where the prison of darkness is In those prisons of darkness There are angels who were defiant At Sodom and Gomorrah There are all those who have experienced death But who did not follow God's plan for salvation At the time that they existed on the earth Do we understand that a prison of darkness is not the same thing as the lake of fire? The great white throne judgment, which we're going to hear in a moment, the great white throne judgment is the final sentencing. What am I talking about? The end of the world is coming. What world? This world. This present earth that's under the curse. Now, before the end of this present world comes, all who are in Christ will transition. We will transition to our perfected, glorified, 100% DNA error-free bodies. But this earth will still be under the curse. Only... Only those who fail to transition from mortality to immortality will be at the great white throne judgment. Let me back up for a second. What does it mean to go to hell? Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the Bible. Jude chapter 1 verse 6, it says, And I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. What's that prison of darkness? It's Hades. Now, let's go to the dead judge prophecy. Revelation 20. Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15. So we are after the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth. And it's time for the final sentencing. It's time for that uh, legal proceeding where a determination will be made about whether individuals who have been accused of having a sin debt determination about whether those who have been accused of having a sin debt are actually guilty or not. So God has a case against everyone. What do I mean by that? Everyone has sinned because we were born in the image of Adam instead of the image of God. So we inherited the propensity to sin and we accumulate In debt over the course of a period of life. That period could be three months, it could be one year, it could be 20 years, it could be 100 years. In heaven, a book records all of the activities of every human being that ever was and that ever will be. It records our intentions, our motives, our aims, our actions. Certainly, some intentions are good, some actions are right, and in agreement with the will and purposes of God, but some are not. Any action that is a sin generates a debt. Sin debt causes God to have a case against me and a case against you. Our case is settled if we go to mediation. If we allow Jesus Christ to be our mediator, his blood is sufficient to pay for our sin debt. And through repentance, believing in Jesus Christ, allowing the blood of Jesus Christ to pay for our sin debt, following the process for mediation outlined in the Bible, we get our case in right standing. In fact, it says he will blot out. After we go to mediation, all of our sin debts are blotted out from our books in heaven. So we don't have a case against us anymore But those individuals who participate in the Great White Throne Judgment, they have not had their sin debt blotted out. What does it mean? It means that God still has a case against them. And so the Great White Throne Judgment, this is the event that requires Every person in Hades to be resurrected for the purpose of participating in this legal proceeding is very important. Now, you might say, uh, participate in a resurrection. Research scientists, I've only heard of one resurrection. I understand that. Let's go to the scripture, Revelation 20, verse 5. John the Revelator tells us in the Millennial Reign Prophecy that there are two resurrections. He describes or refers to two. Let's hear it. Revelation chapter 20, verse 5. He says, The remainder of the dead were not restored to life again until the thousand years were completed. The remainder of the dead So something happened to some of the dead before the thousand years were ended. What's that? It tells us at the end of verse 5. This is the first resurrection. In verse 4, we're told they lived again and ruled with Christ, the Messiah, a thousand years. So in the book of Revelation, there's a continuous discussion about what happens to those who participate in the great tribulation, as believers in Jesus Christ, who refuse to take the mark of the beast, what happens to them? And so we get a follow-up in the millennial reign prophecy. What happens to them? Oh, they participate along with others, but this group specifically participates in the first resurrection, Revelation 20, verse 5. This is the first resurrection. And in Revelation 20, verse 4, what happens to them? They lived again and ruled with Christ the Messiah a thousand years. Who ruled for a thousand years with Jesus Christ? Who lived again? Verse 4 says, the souls, also I saw the souls of those who had been slain with axes, beheaded for their witnessing to Jesus and for preaching and testifying for the word of God, and who had refused to pay homage to the beast or his statue and had not accepted his mark or permitted it to be stamped on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived again. What does that mean? They are resurrected. They are re-embodied. They rise from the dead. They put on a glorified, perfected, peak performance earth suit, just like the earth suit that Jesus Christ is in right now. Revelation chapter 1 tells us Jesus is the firstborn of the dead. Who's the secondborn? All who are in Christ, all whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it includes, it's not limited to, but it includes those who will lose their lives during the Great Tribulation. Some of us believers, that will happen to us. Not all, but some. But do not worry about that at all. Why not? They lived again and ruled with Christ the Messiah a thousand years. Now let's talk about the great white throne judgment. We're just getting some foundation here. It says the remainder of the dead were not restored to life again until the thousand years were completed. Then in verse 6 it says, Blessed, happy to be envied and holy, spiritually whole, of unimpaired innocence and proved Virtue is the person who takes part, shares in the first resurrection. Okay, so it's amazing to participate in the first resurrection. So that's a direct quote, everything I said. So John the Revelator refers to the first resurrection. Then he says in verse 6, over them the second death exerts no power or authority. So that's what we're about to hear about now, the second death. Hell, Gehenna, the lake of fire, it says over them, who's them? Those who participate in the first resurrection, the second death, what's that? The lake of fire, Gehenna, the second death exerts no power or authority. So that suggests that. Folks who participate in another resurrection That over them the second death Does exert power Over them the second death has authority And in fact When we hear the dead judged prophecy The reality of the power of the second death Is reported The reality that There's another resurrection And Every person who's in Hades, what's in Hades? Prisons of darkness. Who are in those prisons of darkness? Everyone who failed to go to mediation. Everyone for whom God still has a case against them. Everyone whose sin debt has not been blotted out in their book that's in heaven. Everyone whose name is not. Recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life Now what do you think is going to happen To these people John The Revelator alludes to what happens To them but we're going to hear what happens To them in the dead judge prophecy Over them the second death Exerts no power or authority Who's them those who participate In the first resurrection But as we're about to hear Those who participate in the great white throne judgment They participate also in another resurrection But they're, another resurrection for what? Another resurrection to Participate in the great white throne judgment And transition to eternal damnation Those who are team Jesus participate in the first resurrection and transition to ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ and eternal life on the new earth. Those who participate in another resurrection are resurrected to participate in the great white throne judgment and ultimately to eternal damnation in the lake of fire forever and ever. So after the end of time, after the end of time, we go to eternity future. What's that? That's forever and ever. It's beyond time. So there's eternity past, then there's the beginning of time, and we're racing towards the end of time. At the end of time, what do we have? Eternity future. What exists in eternity future? All human beings in one of two locations. All human beings after the end of time are either living on the new earth, three in one, body, spirit, and soul. What kind of body? A glorified, perfected body, an immortal body. Some human beings, those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, will live in eternity future on the new earth. Those who are team Satan in eternity future after the end of time will live in the lake of fire for eternity, forever separated from God. The Super Bowl of life It's coming. You've got to decide, are you going to be on the winning team or the losing team? There are only two teams. Don't tell me about atheism or um, agnosticism or any of these other isms. If you are a truth seeker, hear me, truth seeker. The truth is recorded. In the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. The beginning of what? The beginning of time. In the beginning of word, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. End of time is coming. Let's hear in the dead judge prophecy what happens right before the end of time. You say, Well how how can you be sure that this is right before the end of time? So The end of time happens when this present earth ends. When all five of God's enemies are destroyed, there's a transition. So a thousand years before, there's a transition for all believers to a perfected, glorified body. But, Once all five of God's enemies are destroyed, then we have completion. What's completion? Transition of the earth to a perfected, glorified earth. What kind of earth is that? Revelation chapter 21 says it's a new earth. A new earth. We're getting new heavens and a new earth. An earth that Satan has never, ever been on. An earth for which evil has never contaminated. An earth, a new earth that God's going to relocate his home to. A new earth that will house a wonderful city, the new Jerusalem. And that's the city that God the Father is going to live in. It's not Washington, D.C. It's not New York City. It's not Vancouver. It's not Beijing. These are wonderful cities. But he has decided that the city he is going to live in, in eternity future, is Jerusalem. And he calls it the New Jerusalem because it's a beautiful city that he has created. He tells us the dimensions of it, how long it is, how tall it is, how wide it is. What the foundation stones are made of we're going to be talking about that in December we're only going to be talking about the new earth in December but right now let's talk about what happens immediately before the end of time here it is revelation 20 verses 11 to 15 this is is the documentary "The Dead-Judged Prophecy," where John the Revelator was shown the reality of the final legal proceeding for every human being who has failed to be, who has failed to go to mediation. They have failed to participate in mediation, and First Timothy tells us Jesus Christ is the only mediator. Now, you might say, well, uh, what about the sin debt that others have? Isn't that also in someone's uh, book in heaven? We are told that the sin debt is blotted out when we go to mediation. When we go to mediation, our sin debt is blotted out. Okay. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. So repent, change your mind and purpose. Turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. Erased from what? Erased from your book in heaven. That evidence will continue to exist unless and until it's erased there's only one way to erase the sin debt that's to pay for it what's the payment the blood of jesus christ mediation is the only way now acts chapter 3 verse 19 says so repent change your mind and purpose turn around and return to god that your sins may be erased blotted out wiped clean and then uh Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note bond with its legal decrees and demands, which was in force and stood against us. Did you hear that? Legal decrees and demands, which was in force. Now, when you go to mediation, the sin debt is past, present, In future mediation is a one-time event you don't keep going to mediation you don't go to mediation on friday and then you show up again on saturday and sunday if mediation is successful you go one time and your case is settled it's in good standing think about the fact that the jews They continue to give sacrifices because those sacrifices were not sufficient to pay the sin debt of the priests and the people. The only sacrifice that's sufficient is Jesus Christ. So he doesn't die on the cross one time, and then now when he comes back, he's going to die on the cross again, and then there's going to be a third and fourth time. No, it is finished. What? When he died on the cross, that was sufficient. Sufficient for what? sufficient to pay your sin debt. Now, Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, explains it another way. What did Jesus Christ do? Having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note with its legal decrees and demands, which was in force and stood against us. Hostile to us, this note with its regulation, decrees, and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. Those legal decrees and demands, the sin debt, they are recorded in a book in heaven for every person. You need to get your sin debt canceled and blotted out. We all need to do it. If you have done it, rest in the work of Jesus Christ. If you have been to mediation, if you have followed God's plan for salvation, rest in the work of the cross. Now let's hear about those who failed to go to mediation. Reading from the Amplified Classic Translation... We're about to hear the reality of the second resurrection, another resurrection. So John doesn't refer to it as a second. He refers to it as another resurrection, the one that happens a thousand years after the first one. So after the third enemy of God is destroyed, who's that? Satan. Then we go to the first resurrection. Let's hear about that. So At the end of the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this earth, what happens? Verse 10, the end of the millennial reign prophecy says this, Then the devil who had led them astray, deceiving and seducing them, was hurled into the fiery lake of burning brimstone, where the beast and false prophet were. And they will be tormented day and night, forever and ever, through the ages of the ages. So after the end of time, in eternity future, they're going to still be tormented. What's that? The ages of the ages. Okay, so present earth is still existing. We still have a corrupted earth. Yet Satan has been destroyed. That's Revelation 20, verse 10. What does that mean? Satan has been hurled into the lake of fire. That's Gehenna. He is in what we tend to think of when we talk about hell. But the truth is, is hell is being separated from God. So in the lake of fire, that's the separation from God. In a prison of darkness underneath the earth, Hades... There's separation from God. Okay, here we are. We're at the end of the thousand years, the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ. Satan has been destroyed. He joined in the lake of fire, the Antichrist and the false prophet. Let's be clear about something. Who is in Gehenna, the lake of fire? When Satan goes in there, the Antichrist, The false prophet and Satan, it says that Satan joins the Antichrist and the false prophet. It doesn't say that Satan joins his children in there, or Satan uh, joins Hitler, or Satan joins thousands of others who preceded him in death. No, it says... Then the devil who had led them astray, deceiving and seducing them, was hurled into the fiery lake of burning brimstone where the beast and false prophet were. Let's understand in linear time what is happening to humanity. What's happening to the goats? Those are those who didn't follow the shepherd, Jesus Christ. What's happening to the bad fish, the ones in Matthew where it says they're going to be thrown out? What's happening to the tares, the weeds? We're told in Matthew, well, they're they're going to be um, burned up. Well, the dead judge prophecy, we're about to hear it, Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15, we're going to hear what happens to the weeds. At the time of the first resurrection, the wheat's pulled out. The earth's crop is harvested. All the believers participate in the first resurrection. We are separated out from the unbelievers, from the goats, from the weeds, the tares, the bad fish. But now here we are a thousand years later. It's time for the legal proceeding. For those who did not participate in the first resurrection, those who failed to go to mediation, those who still have the legal notes written in their books in heaven, those who have not had their sin debt canceled, their sins blotted out. Now, God is a just God. They are not in the lake of fire yet. Satan has preceded them. They will have the opportunity to have their cases heard. Let's hear what happens when their cases are heard. The dead judge prophecy, reading from Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, here it is. Then I saw a great white throne and the one who was seated upon it, from whose presence and from the sight of whose face earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead and small. They stood before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged, sentenced, By what they had done Their whole way of feeling and acting Their aims and endeavors In accordance with what was recorded in the books And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it Death and Hades The state of death or disembodied existence Surrender the dead in them And all Were tried and their cases determined by what they had done according to their motives aims and works then death and Hades the state of death or disembodied existence were thrown into the lake of fire this is the second death the lake of fire and if anyone's name was not found recorded in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. That is the dead judged prophecy in its entirety. Let's go back to drill down and analyze some of uh, these key verses. All All are key. All are key. Let's circle back to make sure we're clear on what is happening. It begins with saying, I saw a great white throne, and the one who was seated upon it. So, at the great white throne judgment, the one seated upon the great white throne is the judge. And who is being judged? It says in verse 12, I also saw the dead, great and small, what does it mean in the world? A person is considered great if he's a billionaire or she's a billionaire, or maybe they have this status: president, vice president, uh, prime minister, or director, or whatever title it is. Uh, in the in the government of men, in the kingdoms of men, there are ways. Where we classify people And some are considered great Some are considered small Nevertheless All Whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life Lamb's Book of Life They all have the same fate What's that? Participating in another resurrection Another resurrection Where they are resurrected to Participate in the great white throne judgment And that's what this prophecy is about The dead judge prophecy is a documentary About the last legal proceeding The proceeding where Every person who's in a prison of darkness in Hades, they leave that storage tank, if you will. So using the analogy, Prophet Randy Chandler refers to heaven as, present heaven as a storage tank. Why? Because all who are in present heaven, whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, they're going to be relocated. Relocated to where? To this present earth. The same earth that they left, they're coming back to win At the time of the first resurrection. Revelation chapter 14, at the time of the first resurrection. Before the battle of Armageddon. in Zechariah, it says, he's coming back with all his holy ones. The armies of heaven and the believers. Now here it says in the dead judged prophecy, The sea delivered up the dead who were in it. In the book of Revelation, the sea refers to the nations. So there will be mortals. There will be mortals who are here during the millennial reign. And any of those mortals who are not in Christ at the time of the great white throne judgment, they're going to participate in it too. If there are any, it says, And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. Then it says, Death and Hades surrendered the dead in them. Again, what's Hades? It's a physical location. Where is it? Underneath the earth. What's in there? prisons of darkness who are in those prisons of darkness in hades all of the folks who are waiting for this great white throne judgment they're waiting to be resurrected they're waiting to participate in another resurrection at the end of the millennial reign after satan has been thrown into the lake of fire so they're in a prison of darkness is a separation from God. It is hellish, if you will. Some would say, "Well, that is hell. They're not in heaven, then they have to be in hell." Let's not argue over uh Let's not argue over these uh word choices. Let's understand what it all means. Being in a prison of darkness inside the earth is different than being in the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death, and we're told in the millennial reign prophecy that what happens in the lake of fire Revelation 20, verse 10, is torment day and night forever and ever. Being in a prison of darkness in Hades is not forever and ever. It's only until the time of the great white throne judgment. It's temporary. It's a temporary storage tank. Randy Alcorn refers to present heaven as a layover he he gives this example if you're on your way to disney world uh now don't be mad at me i don't know if disney world's in florida or california but maybe you know that (laughs) you're on your way to one of those disney world or disneyland you're on a flight you have a layover in houston texas somebody asks you hey where are you going you don't say, I'm going to Houston, Houston, Texas. You say, I'm going to Disney World. Houston is just a layover. You're just there for a short while until uh, people who need to onboard, onboard. Some people need to offboard, offboard. You're just there temporarily. In the same way, people are in present heaven temporarily. They're resting from their labors, we're told. Heaven is no doubt awesome and amazing. It's no doubt. Heaven is where Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father. Heaven is where we can rest from our labors. But heaven is not a final resting place for any human being. The new earth is. The culminating work of the Holy Bible is the New Earth Prophecy. If heaven was the culminating uh, experience for a believer, why is the New Earth Prophecy the last documentary in the last book of the Bible? Should you look forward to heaven? Absolutely. Should you do everything in your power to make sure that you avoid Hades? Absolutely. But we've got to understand God's perfect plan for Adam and Eve where he would be with them in the Garden of Eden where on the earth that plan is coming back bigger and better than ever before. We're not going to settle for life as disembodied in a version of a body a heavenly body that's inferior to the body that jesus christ currently inhabits he's in a tangible physical body where he ate fish where he was able to rise up he could ascend with that body you could touch that body that body looked like him but it was the best version of him that ever existed he could purpose in his soul to rise from the dead in that body and he did that every believer will have that what's that living in a perfected glorified peak performance body and along with Jesus Christ we're going to live on this present earth but only until only until the end of time Only until the end of this world, the world that's under the curse, the world where Satan will have set foot on this land, and where his flunkies, the Antichrist and false prophet, will have ruled and reigned, and where fools who followed him have engaged in all kinds of evils for which they never repented, All that's going to be burned up in a holy fire, and we will transition to a new earth. That's God's peak deliverable. What is he delivering? Jesus Christ is taking out all five of God's enemies. Who are they in the order of their destruction? The Antichrist, the false prophet, Satan, the children of Satan, and death. Itself. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 26 says, "And the last enemy he destroys will be death. We heard it right here in the dead judge prophecy. What's it? We heard the reality of the destruction of death. How does Jesus Christ destroy the enemies of God? He doesn't destroy them by putting them in a prison of darkness in Hades. He destroys them by throwing them into the lake of fire. He destroys them by putting them in Gehenna, the lake of fire, a physical location where they will be forever and ever doing what? Being tormented. Being tormented. Now, you might say, well, what's the nature of the torment? That's described in many places in the Bible. I think it's sufficient to say no sane person wants to be tormented. Now, here it says in Revelation 20, verse 14, Then death and Hades, the state of death or disembodied existence, were thrown into the lake of fire. Death is destroyed. Death is going to be destroyed. And on the new earth, there will be no more death, no more pain, no more sorrows, no more tears, no more suffering, no more grief, no more And you know what else? God the Father will walk among us where? Not on this present earth, on the new earth. When? After the end of time. After the great white throne judgment. After the great white throne judgment, which we just heard about. Enemy number four and enemy number five. I'm just giving them those numbers in the order of their destruction in chronological or linear time. What's enemy number four? All of the people who fail to go to mediation, all who participate in another resurrection, all who have their cases heard at the great white throne judgment are team Satan. They're the children of Satan, all children live with their father in eternity future. So in eternity future, we will all be part of a family. There are two clans only, God's family and Satan's family. God's family will experience eternal life with their father on the new earth. Satan's family will experience eternal damnation with their father, Satan, in the lake of fire. It is your privilege and your responsibility to decide whose child are you. Are you a child of God or are you a child of Satan? There's no option C. And if you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have God the Father. He is the only way to get in right standing with God. God can only, God will only, God will only have in his presence those for whom no sin debt is on their account. Now you might say, I cannot be perfect. You're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. If you've been to mediation, he cancels all your sin debt, past, present, and future. If you go to mediation, if you haven't been to mediation, then that means you are allowing Satan to claim you as his own. That means that you are allowing Satan to be your father. That means you are choosing to join your father after the great white throne judgment. Where he will be? Where will he be? He will be in the lake of fire, Gehenna. How long will he be there? For the ages of ages. For eternity future. He'll be there after the end of time, forever and ever. The great white throne judgment is coming. It's inevitable. Now, in the book of Matthew, we have all these great parables to explain the reality of the bifurcation of man. At the end of time, there's a bifurcation. What's that mean? Two groups only. Well, you might say, oh, yeah, blacks and whites or Asians and Hispanics. Nope those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and those whose names are not, those who are team Jesus and those who are team Satan, those who are the children of God and those who are the children of Satan, those who are among the good fish and those who are among the bad fish, those who are the sheep and those who are the goats, those who are among the wheat and those who are among the tares that will be thrown into the lake of fire, the tares that will be burned up, the the tares who will experience eternal damnation. Do not allow your intellect to seduce you into eternal damnation. Human wisdom will allow you to make arguments, against the will of god in opposition to the reality of the truths outlined in the book of revelation and elsewhere in the bible friend and truth seeker the truth is is that god is smarter than me i think you i think you agree with that i i'm pretty sure that a hundred percent of all the individuals listening to me would agree that god is smarter than me but what about this would you agree that god is smarter than you All the plans and purposes of God are excellent. The plans and purposes of Satan are not excellent. Now, what are his plans and purposes? To have you join him, to experience his fate, to be his son or his daughter, to carry out his agenda on the present earth. to steal you away from a loving God who loves you so much that he gave himself a human form so he could die in your place. So his death could count as the death that you deserve because the wages of sin is death. But since he died without sinning, he never sinned. That means that that death, That death can be put in the account of others. He can substitute the death that you deserve with his own, since he didn't deserve it, and then you can go free. What does that mean? You can participate in the first resurrection. You can transition from mortality to immortality. Romans tells us the first Adam failed. What does that mean? He was born in the image of God, but when he procreated, Everything that was procreated was procreated in his image instead of the image of God. He failed. So God sent us a second Adam, it says in Romans. Who's the second Adam? Jesus Christ. He succeeded. What does that mean? He created a way for you to be born again. What does that mean? Born in the image of God. What does that mean? Transition from mortality to immortality have the DNA of God running through your body with the evidence being your immortality. I don't know about you, but if somebody told me there was a doctor I could see who could extend my life to a million times what my DNA has encoded it to be right now, I would drop everything to go see that doctor. I'd call off work. I'd cancel every uh, lunch date. I'd pay whatever the cost to get on over there to see that doctor. Well, I'm telling you about that doctor. What's his name? Jesus Christ. Where is he? He's in present heaven. How do I get that prescription? Acts chapter two thirty-eight. What's the prescription for? It's the prescription for immortality. It's the prescription for mediation, mediation that authorizes you to get your peak performance body, that puts you on the list of those who who will be allowed to live on the new earth. What's the list? That's the names of those who are listed in the Lamb's Book of Life. Who's the Lamb? Jesus Christ. You need to be on that list. People keep talking to me about, man, I need to have my name on the list for the Taylor Swift concert. I need to have my name on the list for, you know, Super Bowl tickets. I need to have my name on the list, you know, all kinds of things that uh, seem very important. The end of the world is coming. The end of time is coming. You need to make sure your name is on that list. Now, your name is on some list. It's either written in the Lamb's Book of Life or it's on the list of those who are the children of Satan. You don't want to be on that list. That's the loser's list. God has not called you to be a loser. He's called you to be a winner. What does that mean? I'm not talking about uh, anything worldly. I'm talking about uh, what it means to live forever and ever. You want to be on the right list. Now you have to decide whose clan are you in. The Super Bowl of life is coming. The great white throne judgment is what happens right before the end of time. Now if you're hearing my voice, you are a truth seeker. And the truth is, that every human being will either participate in the first resurrection or another resurrection. If a person participates in another resurrection, that person is on his or her way to the second death. It's permanent. Now recall, when Lazarus died, Jesus said, oh, he's sleeping. Another person, his daughter uh, died, and Jesus said, oh, she's just sleeping, and they laughed at him. Then Jesus went and uh, had her rise from the dead. If you die tomorrow, if you've been to mediation, it's no big deal. Why? You're just sleeping. Where are you sleeping? In heaven. You're in a heavenly body. You're a disembodied spirit. You have a type of body, we're told. Uh, It's a heavenly body, but it's inferior. You might say, research scientist, how dare you say that a heavenly body is inferior? This is how Bible scripture, Jesus Christ says that he's going to give you a body just like the one he currently inhabits. That's God's best for you. Well, when's that going to happen? First Thessalonians chapter 4, at the time of the first resurrection. Now, you might say, well, I think that should happen tomorrow. I'm tired of waiting. Me too, friend. Me too. But God's smarter than me, and he's smarter than you. The first resurrection is happening, and another resurrection is happening too. Another resurrection is happening too. Okay. Now, what does this mean about the reality of hell? Chronologically speaking, looking at linear time, when are people going to the lake of fire? They don't go to the lake of fire before those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life are resurrected. How do we know that? The book of Revelation. In the effort, put the fear of God in people, if you will, I've heard some people teach that when people uh, pass away, they're in the lake of fire. But I don't see that in Scripture. And now that you've heard the dead judge prophecy, I think you see that that's not the order that God is following. There's a court case that's scheduled a court proceeding in millions. It's probably going to be billions. I don't know the number. But every person, every individual who's in a prison of darkness, a temporary storage tank, a layover, Hades, each of those individuals will have a chance to have his or her case heard. Now, what's the evidence that God uses? He has damning evidence, and I mean that literally. Why do I say that? Every person who participates in another resurrection, and they're here at the great white throne judgment, God has two key pieces of evidence that he uses to determine whether the individual is guilty or not. What's the first key piece? He goes to the person's book. We all have a book, a book in heaven. What's in the book? All of our activities, our aims, our actions, our motives, our deeds. You might say, oh, my gosh, I've given like a thousand times, or I helped this person walk across the street, or I did this, or I did that. Okay. I believe you. Now, what about the sins that were committed uh, in the past or the sins that will be committed tomorrow or next week? Only the blood of Jesus can blot those out. So Paul talked about he doesn't want to sin, but he still sins. Why? We're on this fallen earth. We're on this fallen earth. Only the blood of Jesus cancels all sin debt, puts us in right standing with God at mediation. Now listen about this evidence of how God's going to present it. In the dead judged prophecy we hear, Revelation 20, verse 12, they stood before the throne and books were opened. Okay, and what does it say about that? And the dead were judged, sentenced by what they had done, their whole way of feeling and acting, their aims and endeavors in accordance with what was recorded in the books. God is watching. Now, if you are in Christ, you don't need to be afraid because when it's time for your book to be evaluated, what's going to happen is rewards. Rewards for what? rewards for anything that made it through the lake uh anything that made it through the holy fire rewards for those actions and activities done in accordance with God's plans and purposes for your life okay but we're not talking about uh that right now we're talking about what's happening to those who are here at the great white throne judgment again the dead were judged Sentenced. Now, what are they going to be sentenced to? They are sentenced to hell. By hell, what do we mean? The lake of fire, Gehenna. They're sentenced to be relocated to the location where the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the Satan are already at. So they join their father, Satan, who's already there. Someone might say, well, um, I never actually made Satan my father. And the truth is, Satan is the prince of this world. And when we are born in the image of Adam, we have the propensity to sin, and then we sin, and when we sin, until we're reconciled to God, we're children of Satan. And that's just the truth. That's a harsh reality to face. But it's so easy when you realize all you have to do is go to mediation to get your case settled. And then now, instead of being a child of Satan, you're a child of God. Hallelujah. It says, in the dead were judged, sentenced by what they had done, their whole way of feeling and acting, their aims and endeavors, and in, in accordance with what was recorded in the books. Okay, so the first piece of evidence. Folks will have all of their sin debts read, And enumerate it. So what does that mean? Every wrong action, every uh, evil motive, every evil deed is known to God, and it's known in heaven because it's recorded in a book. It's documented. God has perfect documentation, perfect documentation. Do not allow Satan to... Cause you to think that nobody knows I did this or that. Nobody, oh, I got away with that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. God knows everything. Now, God is a loving God, but he's a God of order. What does that mean? If you are sorry for the wrong deeds that you have completed, you need to repent. And you need to go to mediation. You need to follow Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Allow Jesus Christ to be your mediator. Allow the blood of Jesus to pay for your sin debt. If not, all of your sins are going to be read out loud at the great white throne judgment, a hundred percent of them, all of them, a hundred percent of your sins, if if you have not been to mediation and those sin debts canceled and those evil deeds blotted out, not because you're so wonderful and amazing, but because Jesus Christ is and his blood is sufficient to cancel your sin debt, and he promises to blot them out of your books, if that hasn't happened for you because you have not been to mediation with Jesus Christ as your mediator between you and God the Father, if you haven't been to mediation, why do you need to go to mediation? Because God the Father has a case against you, and there's only one mediator, Jesus Christ, to get in right standing with God. If you haven't been to mediation, 100% of your evil actions, aims, deeds, intentions, they're going to be read out loud at the great white throne judgment. Now You might say, well, Hitler's stuff is going to be worse than mine. Probably so. But here's the thing. Every person at the great white throne judgment has the same fate. What's that? transitioning being relocated to the lake of fire so it hardly matters whether you think or i think that our sins are less than hitler's or less than uh you know put in any person's name jeffrey dahmer for example you might say well i never killed anyone friend you're thinking man's thoughts We've got to think God's thoughts. How do we do that? Read his word. We've got to understand God's ways. What are his ways? His ways require mediation, and he has communicated to us his perfect plan, his perfect plan to restore what Adam and Eve lost, his perfect plan to take us from this present earth to a new earth. And the great white throne judgment is what happens immediately before the end of time, before we go into the new earth and the new heavens. I don't know about you, but I will not be participating in the great white throne judgment as a litigant. I have been to mediation, and that's the most important thing I've ever done. That's the most important thing you could ever do. Now, you might say, well, I'm 95 years old. It's too late for me to change. It's too late. It's not too late. If you can hear my voice, it's not too late. Don't bet on having another day. Today is the day for God's salvation. Pull it up on your phone. Pull out that Bible you have. Turn to the book of Acts. Read chapter 2, verse 38. Go to mediation. Repent of your sins. Make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. Get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the payment of your sin debt. Then God promises the Holy Spirit's going to live inside of you from that point forward. You'll get that free gift. What's that? The power of God. God's counselor living on the inside of you 24-7. You know, folks pay a lot of money to see a counselor. I'm not against it. But how great it is for those of us who have the wonderful counselor on the inside of us 24-7. I hope that this has been an interesting discussion for you. I hope that you appreciate the value of the book of Revelation, understanding that what is it? Twelve documentaries from Revelation chapter 5 to Revelation chapter 22 verse 5. Twelve documentaries about what? Soon coming realities. The last three documentaries are about what happens after Jesus Christ fights and wins the Battle of Armageddon. What are they? The Millennial Reign Prophecy. We talked about that in the month of October. That's the 10th documentary. What's the 11th one? The Dead Judged Prophecy. It's November, so we're talking about the Dead Judged Prophecy all November. And then in December, what are we going to be focused on? Eternity, future, the new earth. It's going to be better than the garden. Sometimes, I look at what Adam and Eve had before the fall, and I'm so envious. Then I turn to the book of Revelation, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to know that in my future, in your future, if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, is a time where we will be able to see the face of God the Father. We're told in the New Earth Prophecy, Where we will live on an earth where there's no murder, no witchcraft, no adultery, no fornication, no death, where every person will live in perfect health. What's that? No mental torment, no bad back, Uh, no problems with vision or hearing. If you have suffered in this lifetime, maybe you're experiencing significant suffering right now. Do know that a day and an hour has been set. That day and hour is known to God the Father. And it's the day and hour when we transition after the end of time to the new earth. We're going to talk about that in... December, would you consider putting this program on your regular schedule of activities? Would you consider making time to be with us either in real time or setting aside a time to listen from the archives every week? The learning experts tell us we need seven touches with some piece of information so that later it's available on demand. Whose demand? Yours. Yours. So it's one thing to hear something and to understand it in the moment. But a second thing, a more important thing, is to be able to recall that information when you need it, when you want to remember it so that you can use it in a way that's useful. What's my point? When you hear the same prophecy discussed and analyzed at time one, then again, in other words, at time two, time three, and you get to seven times, then your brain has received it sufficiently, processed it processed it in different ways, so that now you're able to access that information from your long term memory on demand. That's what the learning experts tell us. I believe they're right on that. When I first started studying and learning the Book of Revelation, I felt very overwhelmed. There're a lot of details, there're many prophecies in here. But as I began to hear the prophecies over and over again and to study them, much easier for me to bring that information up on demand and God has shown me how to share these prophecies with you. So Coming up in December, we're going to be talking about the New Earth Prophecy. On Thursday, we're going to be talking more about the dead judged prophecy and the reality of the great white throne judgment. Uh, We'll be talking about the reality of hell, the reality of Gehenna and Hades. I want to thank you for being with me and with us today. I'm so grateful for your time. I never take for granted the time and attention that you give to this program and to being with me and with us. I want to pray over you a prayer from the book of Revelation. Going to Revelation chapter 1, there's a special blessing that comes to everyone who hears the prophecies from the book of Revelation. Here it is. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Bless. Happy to be envied is the man who reads aloud in the assemblies the word of this prophecy, and blessed, happy to be envied are those who hear it read, and who keep themselves true to the things which are written in it, heeding them and laying them to heart, for the time for them to be fulfilled is near. So friend and truth seeker, I declare and decree according to the word of God, that you are blessed, you are happy, you are to be envied because you have heard the words of prophecy, the dead judge prophecy in the book of Revelation today. And I pray that you will keep yourself true to the things which are written in it, that you will heed the words of prophecy and lay them to heart for the time for them to be fulfilled. The time for the great white throne judgment is Near. thank you for being with me and with us today i encourage you according to jeremiah 33 3 call out to god he promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know until next time friend and truth seeker god bless you